Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast episode 319, where today we'll do a small Blu-ray 4K physical media collection update, talking as well about physical media in general, maybe going over some of the deals that are currently uh, still available via places like Amazon, Best Buy, etc. for physical media lovers. And of course, have our typical TV, movie, box office discussions. Really, the only thing going on with the box office is that Spider-Man is poised to take back its number one spot if things continue to hold. And Scream 5 has been able to break even after just two weeks of release. And so, thank you very much for joining today. If you would like to do so, and if you would be so kind, if you could please smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube, light up that fire button if you are watching over on Odyssey. That would truly be a lot. And if you are subscribed to the channel, please make sure that bell notification turned on is turned on, rather, so that way you know every time videos and live streams goes live on the channel. So yes, I am in green. I'm in a green light. Uh, part of this is because, uh, as we mentioned last night on Friday Night Tights, uh, we had our meetings with Geeks and Gamers just to see, hey, what's going on with Geeks and Gamers? What's some things that we can do a little bit better? And really, the only criticism that I received was that my background always looked like complete trash. And so while I'm in the midst of trying to find out the best way to handle my background, whether it's just changing the direction of my desk, which is just a lot more than one would think because of all the different components and all the different plugs and pieces and everything. Uh, again, it's going to be a whole thing. I really would like to have extra time to actually be able to dedicate to something like that. The other thing that was brought up was maybe doing some things with lighting, hanging stuff up. And so in my first step, I decided to go in the direction of lighting, and uh, I don't know, green is the color of the channel, and I thought that it was quite appropriate. And also, for jokes, it's it's led to a lot of really fun uh, memes and a lot of fun things because of the green, it's easier for people who are trying to uh, remove the background and do any type of comedy stuff to actually do so quite easily, and we were able to have some fun with that last night, even on Friday Night Tight. So thank you all for being here today. Uh, shouting out first over on Odyssey, Vincent Womack, who says, hey, over there, hail to you, Vincent Womack. Again, light up that fire button to the five people watching over there. Let's say hello to the YouTube peeps. What is going on, YouTube peeps? We got Victor Vontaine, who was here earlier, saying, you're killing me. Tom is doing an Escape from New York stream at the same time. Ah, yes, Tom. Good, good dude right there. Well, Tom should know. I stream at the same time every week. I'm very consistent that way. I always have a very, very consistent, consistent schedule. The only times that I'm not consistent are when I have to uh, cancel things out. And uh, typically with the Chosen of Valhalla streams, just because those streams tend to go a little bit longer. And because of when they happen over the weekend, in addition to the streaming that I already do, it, it just makes things a bit more tricky in order to try and work out with everyone else's schedule, work out with my schedule as well. Uh, as of right now, it's leaning towards us having our Chosen of Valhalla stream next Saturday, as it works for most people. And also, I believe that's going to be the best day uh, for Freya. 
Uh, we might be able to have it on Sunday uh, instead if, again, if I can get that to work with Freya. Freya, uh, the issue with Sunday just in general is that I, of course, have mass um, in the afternoon on, on Sunday. And, and because I also help out with their ministry by offering to uh, help with our live streaming and, and all that kind of stuff, their tech tech work basically it means I have to get there a little bit earlier. It means I have to stay just a little bit later. So it kind of ch- takes up a chunk of the day. And obviously, uh, it's not fair to Freya to be <laughs> totally taking care of baby Thor just by herself. And so Sundays really just do become some of the, some of the uh, worst days because it's already so much going on during the day. And then you add on top of that three to four hours of the Chosen stream, which was always awesome. But then I get up to where Freya is and baby Thor is, and I just automatically feel bad. So right now, we're leading towards next Saturday. But more word and an official word will be put out at a later point this week. Nearsighted Cyclops, what is going on? Matthew Highland in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. Ghost in Craig. Uh, how is it going? We don't talk about Bruno, Laura, the modern major general of the channel. Hail to you. Snorn Poop is a cuber, says, hello, homans and other quitters. Hail to you, good sir. We got Stephanie B. What's going on, Stephanie B? She is the general of the Valks. Saying hello, and yes, Tina will not be here tonight. Her eyes are still on the mend, but she is on the mend. She is doing quite well. And 70B, thank you for being here. I know that there's been a lot of going, got a lot of stuff going on with you too. So I appreciate you taking out the time to uh, be here to mod tonight. Uh, let's see, we got Luca in the chat. What's going on, Luca? He says, hey all, because of the time difference, it's almost 1 a.m. here. Went to bed earlier and woke up some 10 minutes ago so I could hang out with you guys for a while. Well, that is the sign of a of a true fan. Not even just a true fan, a true Asgardian. That is the better word for that. You are a true Asgardian uh, by the fact of your dedication. So that way you could hang out with us and have fun. For our, our 90 minutes of fun. Appreciate you doing that, Luca. Really does mean a lot, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let us see who else is here. We got Geek Truth 64 Hail to you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it would make nice elevator music, I think. Yeah, found found the music for free. Found the music for free on a site called Purple Planet back in the day, and uh, it, it's been it served me well. It has definitely served me well. Definitely one thing I want to change, though, is is the little stinger, the little intro. Not because it's bad, it's just that it's it's outdated, as it still uses Odin's movie blog, where I, I am now OMB Reviews. Um, so probably, since I have to change that anyway, we'll probably end up trying to find something just as epic that fits into uh, fits into the channel name, but at the same time, one that is a bit more modern with the title at the very least. Kigo Rogers, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Keck44 in the chat. 7B answered that already. What's wrong with being green is what I have to say about that. Mark Lazeth in the chat. Cacao and Cookies Minion is also here. Rob D. Tagging. Again, if you have a comment or question, regardless of what platform you're on, whether you're on Odyssey, YouTube, or Odyssey, sorry, Odyssey, YouTube, or DLive, or even Twitter, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin. At Odin? At Odin at the very beginning of your comment, just like Rob D. did here. Let's me know you're trying to get my attention, and I will gladly highlight the comment and read the comment or question. Let's see, it says here, Hello, Odin just got done watching Punisher Warzone from 2008. Ridiculously violent. Punisher crushed a man's head with a watermelon with one punch. Yeah, and to be honest, I actually like Punisher Warzone. Not that it's a good film. 
it's just darn entertaining. It's just darn entertaining. I, I think that the villain in the film is done in an incredibly uh, comical way, just over the top. One that I just personally enjoy. I just I just have a lot of fun with it. But speaking of that, I do actually have uh, the original Punisher film from 2006 uh, with Thomas Jane in my Blu-ray collection update. I mentioned that on social media, and uh, a lot of people seem to be fans of the overall design. So I'll talk a little bit about that in just a bit once we catch up with the people who are here. Who, the people who are here. Master of Gaming in the chat, hail to you. He says, did you know that Redeeming Love is produced by Pure Flix? It does not surprise me. I think I even mentioned that in my video saying, I don't know what this film is. I've never heard of this film, but it sounds already like a Pure Flix movie. I think I pulled up a window and started reading the description. And I was like, oh, this has, this has Pure Flix written all over it. Uh, let's see. Mark Lizeth says, Mark Lizeth says, I liked the lavender filler uh, filter better. And message deleted by Odin. <laughs> hey, no, uh, I understand. Yeah, I definitely am willing to play around with the different colors. For me, green is my favorite color. It's just, it's just part of who I am. It's what I love. It's also, as I said, it's the theme color for the channel anyway. And add on top of that another layer. It is the proper color for the liturgical season that we are currently in. And don't worry, lavender. The purple will come back because Lent is just around the corner. And I'm definitely considering changing it to the purple for the season of Lent. Let's see. The Master of Gaming says, How much money has the King's Daughter done on Friday? So when I checked earlier, there was no indication. There was no number. Uh, obviously, several hours has passed since that time. So let's see. Redeeming Love, which is one of the new releases, that film... Redeeming Love had $1.4 million. And at least according to what I'm looking at over on the numbers, uh, there is no information on The King's Daughter. Uh, the one other place that I could check that would have any indication whatsoever would be boxofficemojo.com. Uh, and let us see. It does not look like they have anything over there either. Uh, keep in mind that one of the issues, and this was something brought up by a lot of people in my comment section on one of my box office videos, is that the King's Daughter apparently was made back in like twenty between 2014 and 2016 or something, and has just been in uh, distribution hell for a long time, and finally it, it got picked up and it got uh, it got released. So the the only thing I can ever the only thing I can think of is is that it's either made so little money that it's not even worth talking about, so little money that it, it's not even really even being reported right now, or the studio does not want the numbers to be put out there uh, because it's such a smaller film and expected to have such a a massive uh, uh, such a massive loss of film. Let me see who the main distributor is. It's distributed by Gravitas Ventures. It's an independent film distribution company owned by Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Interesting. It was produced by Bliss Media, Brockwell, McNamara Media, Lightstream. Uh, companies I've never heard of. So that also would make a lot of sense too. It's made by a bunch of indie companies that probably because the film has taken so long to actually get released. Yeah, I'll go ahead and read this from from its Wikipedia page here. It says, Principal Photography began in early April of 2014. <laughs> Again, a film that just came out uh, began in April of 2014 in Versailles. Sorry, in Versailles, 
France. After the two-week shoot in France, production then began on began on April 23rd in Melbourne, Australia. Shooting wrapped at the end of May 2014. It was released January 21st by Gravitas Venturis to generally negative reviews. Can, cannot say I, I am all that surprised uh, by by that fact. <laughs> cannot say that that is something I, I, I was not expecting at all. Um, trying to see if we can get to some of the, the juicy details here. So it talks about it being uh, filmed in 2014. Uh, taking place in the city on May 2014. It was filmed Old Quad. All right, filming wrapped end of May. Release on October 15th, 2014. Paramount Pictures announced the release date for the film as April 10th of 2015, while international sales would be handled by Good Universe. Just three weeks before the film was due for wide release, Paramount canceled without specifying a future release date. A source close to the film claimed that more time was needed to complete the special effects work. The film was later retitled The King's Daughter on January 1st, 2020. Arc-like films required distribution during the 2020 Cons virtual event. In October 2021, it was announced Gravitas Ventures acquired distribution rights for the film and set for a tw- January 21st release. Wow. So apparently it's based off the 97 novel, The Moon and the Sun, and was eventually changed. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, that is probably why we know we don't have any numbers for, for the king's daughter. If I had to guess, that would be the reason why. All right, Luca over on YouTube says, With all the green, I thought you were preparing for the role of Green Lantern. Very well could. Or I could be setting a trap for Superman. Very well could be doing that as well. Let's see. Stephanie B says, The room was cold before, like you just moved in. This is a start. It is a start. It's definitely a start. Definitely feels a little bit more ethereal. I think I might be able to maybe uh, mix some colors here because it's individual bulbs that can be controlled. So let me see if I can go into these. Uh, Let me change this one to a blue. Okay, so there's a little bit of a mix there. And let me change the third bulb to a blue as well. So let's see what the brightness is on those. Those are all set at 100%. Let me put the brightness on the greens up to 100% on that one. And then let's put the brightness on that to 100%. There we go. So there's a little bit of more of a two-toned. So let me know if, if that also uh, works for you. I probably will stick with that green, though. I really do actually like uh, that green color. Kigo Rogers, what's going on? How is it going? Thank you very much for being here. Book of... Soul Assassin. Hey, is that the Soul Assassin? Book of Soul Assassin. What is going on? It says here, Howdy, Odin, and chat. Hope you're all well. Hope you're doing well, too. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a friend. See, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington says, Hashtag Green Man. Happy weekend. Happy weekend to you as well. Let us see. Philip, what's going on? Says, Nobody was an amazing movie. But how does that get made in 2021? It's a great question. It's a great question. It's probably one of the many reasons why I was such a fan of it. Because it's a film that felt like it should not have gotten a release. It, it, it is a 
it is a film that, as as you said, probably was not and does not does does not does not really fit in with the modern state of Hollywood. Not just because it's a good film, but also because of the way in which this, the film, the the the, uh, the process by which uh, the film came about, and the story, and the way it's presented. It's incredible. It truly is incredible. Uh, and I'm glad that you saw it, and I'm glad that you watched it. Nathan Slay, what's going on, man? I already answered that. Um, let us see. All right, let's head over over to the Odyssey fam. All right, still just that one comment from Vincent Womack. Thank you very much again, good sir, for hanging out over there. And for those watching over on Odyssey, don't be strangers. Leave a comment or question, putting at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. And then also, please, uh, make sure you light up that fire button as well. Let's see. Brightburn. What's going on, Brightburn? He says, Allfather, do you remember when Nintendo tried to do the 3D handheld thing and called it the Nintendo 3DS? Then they slowly phased the 3D thing out of their handhelds. Good times. Well, I, I had a lot of... I heard a lot of really positive things from people. You know, it was a love-hate thing with the 3DS, but a lot of people really got into the DS in general. As a system, in fact, I, I picked up the 2DS XL uh, a few years back because I felt like I had miss, missed out on some games and on on some of the uh, different uh, programs and some of the the uh, developments of games and de- developments of certain franchises. Obviously, you know, there's a Mario Mario Kart edition that came out there and some of the different features that were on that. There was also, of course, the ability to to play different games like. A certain Zelda, uh, you know, Zelda games, for instance, and other Mario titles as well. Uh, Pokemon also. So I picked it up for that reason, and I still have not done nearly enough with that system as, as I probably should. But luckily, I, I still at least have it. And what's cool about the 2DS XL is that it plays all of them. So it, whether it's a 2DS game, DS game, 3DS XL, you know, whatever it might be, it plays as the same. It plays the same. Or rather, at the very least, we'll play those titles. Uh, but yeah, I, I do remember that a little bit. And yeah, from what I heard, the 3DS, uh, the 3D technology was was kind of cool. But for the most part, most people typically had it switched off, especially since it um, ate into the ba- batteries quite a bit. Kenneth Ains, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome, welcome back to the chat. Thank you for being here. Keely Chow in the chat. Hail. Vincent Womack says... Ouch, I never get praise for being here at 1 a.m. local time. Vincent, you didn't take a nap beforehand so that you could then join. That's why he's getting praised. Lord, it's like everyone wants a trophy or something. You want you want a participation trophy, Vincent? You're not going to get one. <laughs> Robert Frey, what is going on? Welcome back into the chat. Appreciate it. Nathan Slay in the chat. Watch both Meet the Parents and The Nice Guys yesterday and really enjoyed them both. Meet the Parents is now one of my favorite comedies. It really is before its time in a lot of ways. Um, it, it just It's such a great comedy. It has so many great lines, and I think it, it really had much more profound of an impact on the culture than I think some people would have recognized it. Uh, Angela, Gwendolyn, what's going on? Uh, I was in the Matrix for a second. Now I've got more, more of this two-toned color action going on. I think I'll, I'll switch back to the green, though, pretty soon. Um, let's see. Master of Gaming, let's see. He says, why didn't Gravitas Venturas release the numbers for the King's Daughter? I, I, don't, I don't know. 
My guess is that it's it's just as bad as <laughs> that some may have expected it to be. I don't know. That would be my only guess is that it was expected to only make in the hundreds of thousands in its debut after, again, starting filming in 2014 and then not getting finally released until 2022. Not very good. Not very good. Uh, so not surprised by that whatsoever. Robbie says, a kind of surprise 355 was only dropped from about 800 theaters this weekend was expecting a thousand. Yeah, it's not nearly as high of a drop. However, the film is still not making much of any money. And so I don't think it really matters in the long run, but yeah, definitely probably should have been dropped from a lot more than just that. Super. What's going on? Says, Hey, what is up my dude? What's going on? Don't apologize for being late. You were just about 10 minutes late. All right, let me get back my uh, my green colors here. Let me get back my, my greens if I can. All right, I want this to turn back to the green. There we go. It's a little bit of a lighter blue there with that extra green. Kind of like that. So that's a bulb number three at the green. And then let's turn this back to the green as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, and then let me try and... Set that brightness down just just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. There we go. There we go. That That's a bit nicer, huh? I think that's a bit nicer. Anyway, back to the green machine here. Let's see. We got Slicer coming in to say, You won't believe this guy. Uh, you won't believe this. A guy posted a reply to one of my comments saying, Alex Jones is a CIA plant. If that ever were true, if that ever turned out to be true, man, oh, man, <laughs> that would be one of the deepest cover operations that that, that would have ever uh, been put through. Uh, Luca, I, I know, bro, bruh, bruh, I know, I know what they are. I know what the, the colors are. Are you kidding me, bro? Talking lifelong Catholic. Catholic school teacher, traditional Catholic, trad cat. Oh, I know. I absolutely know this. Uh, but no, it wouldn't even just be for, for Latari Sunday. It would be for that entire week. That entire week would be pink. And of course, red for Pentecost and the season of Pentecost. All the kinds of seasons, for sure. Geek Truth. Coming in with the tag, do you have an anticipated movie for this year? Uh, I feel like I've mentioned this a thousand times at this point, but yeah, it still is Top Gun 2. It still is Top Gun Maverick. It's been my it's been my most anticipated film for the last three years, it seems, going into year three. We'll, we'll see if it finally comes out, but hey, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and, and, and wait and see when that actually happens. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I just even talked about that. Rosie G12, hail to you. Thank you for being in the chat. Uh, Master of Gaming says, Have you heard that Mission Impossible 7 is delayed till next year? I did. Can't say I'm too surprised by that. I, I want to say they are filming... They're either filming both films, like 7 and 8 back-to-back, or they are at least very close in proximity to one another. So that doesn't surprise me as much that there's so much other stuff going on. Uh, But yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I I don't necessarily think it's going to have as much of an impact on Top Gun, uh, simply because it is separate, right? It's not at the same universe. And to my knowledge, most of what's been filmed in Top Gun is done. I think it's mostly just trying to get things 
you know, com- you know, finish the editing process, any of the uh, rendering of the effects and everything like that. Lance Mala, what's going on, bro? Says, just saying hello and appreciate you for the great content this week. Well, thank you very much, Lance Mala. I very much appreciate that. Try to cover a wide variety of things, you know, outside of the box office. Uh, Nathan Slate says, the chances of 355 making its money back are as likely as the chances of the king's daughter getting a cult following. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to, Nathan Slay, I'm going to strongly, strongly disagree with you on this. And here's why. It's the films like The King's Daughter that are essentially made to have a cult following. They, they are built for and, and lay the groundwork for a potential cult following. So I would actually say the chances of a cult following for that kind of a film with, with, with no money coming in, with no one having heard of it, with no one likely going to see it, I would say the ability for that film to have a cult following is significantly higher. Because the 355 making its money back ain't going to happen. That, that is an impossibility. Whereas a film like The King's Daughter gaining a cult following is a very probable scenario. A very probable scenario. So I will strongly disagree with you on that. Strongly disagree. Um, all righty. Let us see. Uh, Laura comes in to say, highly recommend Encanto for those of us still watching Disney. <laughs> yeah, from, from the people who finally did watch it once it got released on Disney+, Plus, uh, the, the word of mouth was, hey, it wasn't terrible. That being said, yeah, it, it, it's, still, uh, it's still Disney. And it, it's still, I think, for me, a bit of a hard sell simply because of, of, of the fact that the, the trailer has just, the trailer did not intrigue me at all. You know, even if I was the biggest fan of Disney, I would say, okay, I saw this. I saw the trailer. I feel like I know the story, and I, I don't really care for it. Rob Deep, I watched another great movie last night, the Ray Donovan movie. It serves as a finale to the Showtime series. Ray Donovan, great movie. Show got the finale deserved. Okay, I got confused for a second because I was like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure that is a series, but that does make a, a lot of sense. That does make a lot of sense for them to have made a a um, a movie for the finale. It's a very uh, it's a very classy move there. Very very classy move. So nice. Glad that it's good though. Let's see. Rosie G twelve says the green reminds me of the Emerald City, which I like. Well, hey, if I make Rosie G twelve happy, you're out of the woods. You're out of the thing. You're out of the night. There you go. You're welcome. Bruce comes in to say, I like the green until Freya does your decorating. No blue. The green works the best. Well, thank you, Bruce. Appreciate that. Yeah, and again, as far as the decorations are concerned, uh, there was a conversation we were having about things being put behind me. Uh, we, we looked further into it, and it, it just didn't seem like it was going to be uh, worth it. So right now, I'm, I'm very heavily leaning towards taking my, my desk set up. Right now, I'm facing one wall. There's a wall to the right of me where there is a window that is up. Cause I'm technically like below ground. Like, so right next to me, it's, it's just, it's technically dirt and mud behind it. So, um, one of the reasons why I like it, there's kind of like a cave feeling to it, you know, being underground in a way. So my, my, my thought is, is that at one point when I actually have the time and the patience to actually, uh, take the desk 
and shift it over this way. That would make my Blu-ray collection, which is on this side, be behind me, which I think would be a fine uh, background choice. And obviously with the ability to do the different color lights, I think that would also help with the ambiance of, of it all. The biggest problem for me is a couple of things. One, it would just take a long time to do because I, as I said, have to literally unplug a bunch of stuff, turn some things off, and it's just going to be a, a giant hassle. And then also there is this, this, this basically this outcrop that comes out from this wall, which has actually been perfect because it's where my, uh, it, it's where my UPS is. It's where uh, my APC UPS, my, um, you know, updated or rather my, uh, my uh, power delivery system is my emergency power supply, essentially. So if the power gets cut off, it'll leave my computer and the different things I have attached to it on for a certain length of time. So that way I can save files and make sure that nothing gets corrupted or, or disappears, etc. So it's, it's just a good thing to have. But it's a perfect place. It keeps it elevated. It's on the floor. It's not anything like that where it's a fire hazard. So when I flip the desk, it, it will make things a little bit more complicated because for me, it just makes sense to push everything against the wall. However, then the UPS comes in the way and then it gets in the way of my feed and it's this whole thing. It's this whole thing. So we'll see what happens when I actually uh, go through the process of doing that. Probably won't be until the next major holiday. Uh, G-Man, what's going on? Good, sir. Super. Tag to say, if you have the color purple and green are nice combo. Yeah, purple and green, uh, that's something that I probably would do closer to. Probably do purple, green, and yellow closer to uh, to the Lent season beginning as a commemoration of a Shrove Tuesday. So, I love the colors just as long as all the green isn't the start of your I'm a vegan now reveal party. Don't you worry. I just had a delicious uh, beef burger. It was delightful. And yeah, no one ain't turning turn me vegan anytime soon. Laura says, I'll be dropping early to watch the Niner game. Ah, good luck to you. Good luck to your team. I don't really care much about football. But hey, I live in the great state of Tennessee. And so if the, if the Titans end up winning, uh, you know, everything could be exciting times. Who knows? Crisco, what's going on? Do you think Miss Marvel could actually be good? Hell no. What what in the world? What in what in what universe do you think Miss Marvel could ever be good? What about the costuming? What about any of the reveals has ever let that uh, <laughs> let that idea pop into your head? Come on now. Let's see. Nearsighted Cyclops. John Wick makes money, so nobody got a release. Yeah, uh, obviously, there's a lot of strong connections to be made, both, you know, with the directors and the writers, you know, being uh, very intimately connected in both of those universes. Um, and I I think that, yeah, I think John Wick is definitely the, the reason why that film gets made and why that film gets as much success financially as it did. It wasn't a major box off success, but it made its money back. And it was also just a fun movie, you know, and it was a different story. As much as we could say it is derivative of John Wick, and there is definitely some some borrowing of certain storytelling elements for sure, but I do think that it is unique enough of a story, it's unique enough especially with its casting, that just makes it that much more enjoyable. You know, I think John Wick is, is great in its own way. I love the world that nobody picks up, and also from what we gathered from the story... There's no need or necessarily even opening for a further uh, telling of the story, 
Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I don't remember if there was a opening or, or a leading on to a potential sequel or not. But I don't know. It's just a nice one-off film, and it's a lot of fun. And what's not to like? It's really hard to find anything really in it that one could say, I, I, I don't like this. Joey's Movie Block, thank you very much for showing love towards the like. 70B, thank you again for, for being here. Remind everyone to smash that like button. Make sure you light up that fire button over on Aussie. Visit Womack, tag to say no nap time. You would facepalm at some of the things I do catch. I do to catch the streams. Uh, again, I really feel like I need to offer a lot of a lot of prayers to you good sir a lot a lot of prayers he then says vegan never say never you already abandoned the pepperoni pizza but don't worry i took care of it um i live on a farm now with fellow pizzas well i didn't give up on pepperoni pizza it was just pepperoni on fridays i gave up meats on fridays so i actually had some pepperoni pizza today in addition to the burger i had yes all all healthy living for me <laughs> favorite sci-fi what's going on good sir thank you for being here master of gaming tagged again so another film that was supposed to come out a long ago was blazing samurai supposed to come in 2017 but is coming in 2022 by paramount pictures didn't hear anything about it uh mugsy what's going on mugsy welcome welcome to jurassic park do 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 Tan Blackroyd, what's going on? Welcome back, good sir. 70B comes in to say, people are digging the green, especially Bruce. Yeah, I love the green. The green is a lot of fun. As I said, it's my favorite color. It's my favorite color. It makes me happy. It makes me very, very happy. Rosie coming in with some retro talk. I'm so excited to see Casablanca in theaters tomorrow. Hubby is a trooper and is recording football while we go to see it. Yeah. Well, you know, experiences, I would say, th- those are the things that are much worth, uh, worth much more. A football game, even though it can be an experience, it's, it's one that happens so, so very often. And uh, in the end, no matter whether you're watching it or not, doesn't change the outcome of the game. So that's awesome, though, Rosie, that, that y'all are going to be able to see that together. As I had mentioned in, in my own uh, video, breaking that down, and, and I was tying that into you know Hollywood's relationship with China, I, I honestly just could not justify going to see it on the big screen, uh, specifically because Fathom Events always overcharges. Again, this film came out decades and decades ago, and yet they are charging... $15, I believe, a ticket to go to see it. And that, to me, is, is ridiculous. This, this, this film should be a 5 to $10 ticket. And their justification for it is that, oh, it's a special event. It's only being shown at these times. And, oh, there's going to be a ton of bonus before and after speaking by Mr. Ben Mankiewicz who's the new person that took over for Robert Osborne of uh, the Turner Classic Movies. And even though I think that the guy, he's a film historian, he knows his stuff, there's no doubt about it, he's also someone who is associated with the Young Turks. So I I just, for me, can't quite justify giving that kind of money where I know that at least some of it is going to be going to him, which by, for for me at least, by proxy means it's going to be going in some way to support the Young Turks. 
It's hard. It's a harder sell for me because of that. Zach Gregg, what's going on, man? Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Indeed, the green is back. Nate to say. Let's see. Time to say. If you haven't seen the nice guys, oh, it's so good. So so good. Yeah. What do you mean? Have I've seen the nice guys? It's gone some more modern films. Absolutely. Have been. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm much more up on the more modern films the last 10 years or so. Obviously, there's films that get by me or are independent films that, that don't, you know, get played in theaters or get lost in translation because of that. But, you know, yeah, Nice Guys is fantastic. Really, Shane Black at his best. Great chemistry between the two leads in that film. Yeah, definitely would highly recommend that movie overall. Of course, I've seen that movie. Yes, Stephanie B. I think that's a perfect connection to the background color. Soylent Green is people. It's people. Master of Gaming. Uh, to celebrate Moonfall, I wanted to ask if you're a fan of Roland Emmerich. Uh, actually, have not not seen. I have not seen Moonfall, or uh, I've not heard of Moonfall. And uh, so I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Roland Emmerich. I, I know of him. I'm sure that if I looked him up and I would be like, oh, yeah, this movie, this movie, this movie. But I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself like a fan. Not not in the same way like for Denis Villeneuve, for instance. Uh, Slicer says here, Hollywood is so, is so far gone, they make a movie to destigmatize cannibals. My guess is the title is Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. I think they did that to an extent with a film called Raw. I think that's, uh, again, they, they did a film called Raw. I don't know if it was necessarily done to destigmatize because there was apparently a deeper symbolic story going on, but who knows? <laughs> Let's see. Bruce says here, I believe Top Gun is coming out in 2022, 2023, 2024. How dare you? Don't even, don't even joke, Bruce. Don't even joke. They've already dashed my hopes more than enough. Nathan Slay, what concerns me about Mission Impossible 7 and 8? feel like they're going to be coming. They're not going to be able to live up to Fallout, which I thought was amazing. Here's the issue, though, is that I don't think Fallout is is really the film to compare it to. If you're going to go into the more modern era Mission Impossible films, I think most people would probably put, was it Rogue Nation, the fourth film? that came out or so it was the fourth or the fifth which was just it was phenomenal it was so well done and yeah i I would actually say that the standard would would definitely not be the last one um mission impossible six would definitely not be the 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 one that i would i would leave as a standard there i liked fallout i really did like fallout but yeah I, I would not let I would not let that be a reason to be concerned though. Uh, Brightburn comes in to say, "I remember the time we got Marvel's Avengers, Dark Knight Rises, made Spider-Man and Skyfall the same year. It's not even counting the non-superhero and non-super spy stuff." Yeah, interesting year. Uh, I liked the original Avengers. I liked Skyfall. The original, um, the Amazing Spider-Man, so the first of the uh, of the Andrew Garfield films. I didn't mind it. It was okay. And then there was Dark Knight Rises, which, again, was it a was it a garbage film? No. But man, oh man, I, I have no desire to ever watch that film. Goes in the Craig says green's my favorite color. Nice, very good. 
Ravdi says, watch King's Daughter 2 will come out in three years and make a billion dollars. 356 will be a direct-to-Netflix movie. <laughs> oh, wow. the 355 would be lucky. They're re- I mean, if the 355 gets picked up in any way for a-, a sequel or a series or anything, that is, I mean, there's a lot of other signs that Hollywood is, is corrupt and it's nonsensical. That, to me, would be like the number one. That would be the number one example that there's, not- there's something not quite right here. Because when we say the film's not making any money, it's not even just about the financial loss attached to that film. It's the fact that no one, literally no one, is going to see it. And it's got big-name actresses actresses in it. It has got um, so many things, right? It's got so many things going for it. Oh, man, oh, man. Sorry, I just got distracted because someone in the chat apparently broke my heart. They said that the Titans lost. Well, that makes me sad. Again, I'm not a big football fan, but hey. (laughs) Titans were looking to be a pretty good team. Interesting, though. Interesting about that. See, Forever Sci-Fi says, I arrived late. The known looks like he's gone mossy. Mossy, mossy, mossy. Kind of sounds like fossy, fossy, fossy. Turn right. Yep, R.I.P. Meatloaf. As I said, uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to rightfully call myself a fan, uh, but obviously my biggest memory for him comes from uh, his role in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hapatuti, bless my soul. In fact, he he is one of the better parts of the film because, in my opinion, when spoiler warning, this film came out a long time ago. When his character dies in the film, the film goes downhill for me. It's hard for me to keep on watching after that death. <laughs> it's already a weird enough movie, but I just can't quite get through. Uh, Zolzaz says, yo, listen up. Here's a story about Odin uh, that lives in a green world and all day and all night and everything he sees is just green like him inside and outside. Okay, it took me a while to get the uh, the song there. I'm green, da ba dee ba ba die Master of Gaming, a lot of tags tonight, Master of Gaming. It's the most I've seen. When is Lionsgate going to release the Devil's Light trailer coming to theaters February 25th, 2022? Never heard of it? Your guess is as good as mine. I think because I haven't heard of it, and I imagine some others haven't heard of it either, that's probably not a film on a lot of people's radars that are going to be excited for a trailer release, and so I think... My best guess, sometime before February 25th. (laughs) Maybe even two or three weeks before. Uh, But who knows? He then adds on another comment. So only green is the people. Yes, it is. All right, so uh, let me check over with Honesty if anything else has happened over there. Visit Womack still over there. Says Emmerich, Independence Day, Stargate, but also 2012, Day After Tomorrow, and Godzilla 98. Ooh, Godzilla 98. Uh, yeah, uh, I will definitely say I am a fan of Independence Day, the OG. Uh, Stargate, I, I, be- I believe I remember being a fan of that film as well. Uh, so good stuff there. Never saw 2012. The Day After Tomorrow was not bad. I actually liked that film more than I thought I would. And then you have the Matthew Broderick Godzilla 98. Mm. It's, uh, it, it, it pains me to even say the name Godzilla for a film that is so clearly not Godzilla. Uh, but also, just as that was going on, Radicalized Ryan just jumped in out of nowhere 
for a $5 (laughs) hyper chat donation over on Odyssey. Thank you very much, good sir. And it is simply a, it's a coin rocket. I guess this is the best way to to describe it. It's it's a coin rocket going to the moon, I guess. But thank you very much. I very much appreciate that radicalized Ryan for that $5 hyper chat donation. Appreciate it, man. And Vincent Womack says the 355 movie just proves that the pool of actors is not the main attraction to movies, at least nowadays. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely not something that is going to be enough to bring a, uh, to be able rather to put butts in seats. No doubt about no doubt about that whatsoever. All right, let's go ahead then and get into the first part of the title of this video at the very least. It's so funny because there's some people who watch me or who want to watch me and I had one person in in the video last week or uh, the, the the last episode where the comment was, when does he start talking about Peacemaker? And it's like, bruh, you, you just kind of got to go with the flow. I mean, things are a little bit different in Asgard. We're, we're, not, we're not as nearly as organized of a production. It's all, about, it's all about letting loose. It's all about having fun. It's all about uh, just chilling. But uh, one of the things I did want to talk about were some newer films that I picked up on physical media um, into my collection. So one of them I'll probably do a full actual... A dedicated review of in the future and that is the punisher on 4k steelbook yeah that's right that's right can't get this one yet actually uh this actually goes on sale on the 25th of january so this officially will be available for pickup starting this tuesday but i got sent an early copy by lionsgate so huge shout out to lionsgate seriously thank you all very much for sending this my uh, my way Lionsgate has been really killing it because I don't know for sure if it is Lionsgate or not. Uh, but Lionsgate, I believe, is the one studio that is actually for their steelbooks doing these plastic slipcovers. I just freaking love these things. Like, it's it's one thing to have the movie. It's another to actually have it in a packaging that is, I think, kind of worth the impact and worth the effort. So for one, you have the plastic slipcover, which helps you protect the steel book, but also they put art on it too. Again, I think that that is a really, really nice touch. And so you got the flame skull, but then you put on that, brings just a whole other dynamic to it. Just a really, really big fan of it. Take it off, you get the actual full steel book. And again, I think it is a, it is a darn good looking steel book. Look at that. Look at that. Freaking gorgeous. So you get a digital code, you can also get the 4K disc, and you also get the standard Blu-ray disc in this as well. And one of the things that I love about the uh, the plastic uh, covering that they do for these uh, films, again, sometimes it's not about uh, the transfer, right? Just because it might not be a new transfer of a film, right? Some people get caught up on that. For me, it's, hey, is it a good transfer of a film? And again, does it look as good as this? I don't think the previous releases do. Uh, but some people wanted to know some stuff about their uh, special features. Audio commentary with director Jonathan uh, Hensley. Deleted scenes with optional director commentary. Keeping it real, the Punisher stunts, Army of One, Punisher Origins. War Journal on the set of the Punisher music video. Uh, by Drowning Pool, and then Drawing Blood, Broad Street style. Brad Street style. So you do have some audio commentary with the director on that release and so again this one will be available on 4k steelbook for the first time again 4k steelbook for the first time on 
Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, another movie that I actually I, I purchased, I, I pre-ordered it, and it got in just the other day. I think I had mentioned this uh, potentially on the last live stream, but I wanted to mention it. Still haven't been able to watch it. Don't worry, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, I just have not had a lot of time recently, but still cannot wait to put this thing on 4K of Last Night in Soho. This thing just... Ugh. It just looks so good, and I've heard so many great things about it from from Tina and from others. So I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, and as far as the other films uh, that I've been able to pick up more recently, uh, this is actually one where, so fun story, I, I pre-ordered this movie back over Black Friday because the original 4K was available for like 10 bucks. I pre-ordered it, months went by, nothing ever came. So then Amazon does its typical thing where it says, hey, this thing hasn't been delivered to you. Do you want to keep on waiting for one to be available at the price that, that we guaranteed? Or would you rather us you know, refund the money? I'm like, you guaranteed this price. So you're telling me that you can't just be like, hey, this other movie is a somewhat closer in price. Let's just send them this one instead. Nonsense. Stupidity. Uh, and so then I ended up deciding to cancel it because then the uh, 4K set, the 4K collector's edition set of this movie became available. And that 4K collector's edition set is for the film, which I, again, realized that I, I did not own. And based on recent events, especially if you, if you look to the 2022 uh, and last few years, especially, I think this film becomes that much more relevant. That, of course, is V for Vendetta. And so this is the V for Vendetta 4K uh, set, so it's nothing too crazy, right? it's nothing too crazy, uh, so I would not say necessarily that it's worth the extra $20 that you're paying on top of the film itself, but again, if you're a big fan of the movie, then hey, you get yourself a little box here, one issue that I have is I wish the box had magnets, I wish that there was like some magnets to the box, but it just doesn't, you have to like, if you wanted to like get it to stay closed, you would have to stick basically <laughs> the cardboard in to keep it shut. But in the actual package itself, you get, of course, the, the 4K. Some got mad because uh, apparently the pictures on the website made it look like you had a slipcover, which for me, it's like, I feel like that's kind of should be a standard. I mean, even if it is in, in a case, if you have a special edition set, I feel like having a slipcover for the 4K disc itself would actually uh, be well worth it. So this does come with the 4K of, of the film itself. You get, of course, two hours worth of uh, bonus footage. So that should be pretty cool to look into. Um, also, you've got there's this one uh, like. This little breakdown right here, which is interesting. It says, 2020, the world is in turmoil and warfare with the United States fractured as a result. Prolonged civil uh, war and pandemic of the St. Mary's virus ravaging Europe. The United Kingdom is ruled as a Nordic supremacist and neo-fascist police state by the Norse Fire Party, helmed by all-powerful High Chancellor Adam Stutler. Uh, Adam Sutler, political opponents, immigrants, Jews, Muslims, atheists, and other undesirables are imprisoned and executed in concentrations. Irish are, are not exterminated, but are considered inferior people compared to the Nordic. Again, there are just so many things going on with this movie. Again, set in 2020, turmoil warfare fractured because of prolonged civil war and pandemic. A lot of stuff going on. So originally, the 4K on this was on sale for like $10. I got it. They never sent it to me, and uh, and then here is where we are. So it comes out with this little like uh, description of that, and then the uh, last thing they give you in this special edition set 
again, some people find this stuff worth it, other people do not, uh, is it comes with a little booklet. So it comes with the uh, like descriptions, it comes with the different uh, posters that are going on the film. It, it again, gives you a lot of diff- different details about the costuming, uh, the uh, makeup and special effects, about the character as well. Uh, so again, nice little booklet that you get with it. Plus, there's a quote here on the back. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. I honestly feel like that is and should be the uh, the calling of our times. We should not fear our governments. We should not fear the mandates. We should not fear the liberties that we have and are guaranteed, especially in our own country here. Instead, those who wish to limit, exterminate, or take away said liberties, those should be afraid. And we should be willing to stand up. So anyway... Those are the films that I have been picking up. Let's head over now back to the YouTube chat. See what's going on. Rob D says, since you enjoy physical media, were you fascinated by interested in researching older obsolete media formats like Betamax, Laserdisc, and HD DVD? Kind of, sort of. I feel like I am much more interested in uh, collecting the movies that are available. I'd probably, if I was going to dive further into physical media and find another kind of like niche to like hold on to, it would probably be in out of print stuff because that to me makes a lot that, that to me is, is a lot more exciting and is a lot more interesting. Stephanie B says, don't you still have those really nice metal movie posters? Hang them up. I, I do. The, the issue is that if I do hang them up, they're going to be like slightly off and, and then people are going to freak out over that. So as I said, I, I'm, I'm in the process of getting the desk to be moved because I know that that is going to be the best solution. Not having the mirror behind me, having my movie, co- my entire movie collection behind me, just knowing that in the long run, it's going to be a lot more worth it um it's just me getting to that point so the lighting is a good start i would say forever sci-fi i wonder if this will have nintendo virtual boy effect uh where if you stared at it for too long you couldn't see red for a while interesting it's a fair point forever sci-fi comes in to say purple and green are barney colors this is true very true Master of Gaming, why do some people call anti-SJWs grifters? Uh, because they have no argument. Typically, typically you fall to the grifter line when you have no argument yourself. So you use straw men, uh, you use labels, and, and, and you basically try and do use any and everything other than trying to have an actual logical discussion. It's the reason why, for instance, anyone who has any cause for concern or even just a basic question about vaccines or about the state of our world immediately gets labeled anti-vax or some other derogative, uh, some other derogative, you know? Because it immediately shuts up the conversation. They don't actually have to present their points at all because you've now been labeled a pariah. And if they hold themselves in a higher higher position of power, that means that that likely will have some sticking power. So, 
And it's sad, too, because it takes away the meaning of the word because the word does have meaning. There are people that actually do fit that definition. There are people that absolutely will try and use others in such a way to gain and and have their own benefit to such an insane degree. Anyway, Bruce. uh, Earth versus the Flying Saucers is coming on... Seven Ghoulie at 8 p.m. What do I do? What do I do? Um, Record it? Find it later on, I guess. Uh, What's going on, Tom? How's it going? Good, sir. Says it's very green. You're right, it is very green. If you got a problem with the color green, then you can get out. You can just get out. Friday is observed or reserved for abstaining from meat. Darn right, Luca. Darn right it is. Uh, what's going on, Muggsy? All right, G-Man. Oh, hold on, before getting into G-Man super chat. Uh, Slicer says, It concerns me deeply that satire films like Airplane 2 are starting to become prophetic. Clown World. Actually, I've seen Airplane 1. And I think my wife and I are about to, or were about to watch two, and then we realized that it was too late, or something like that. So, yeah. Interesting, though. I did not realize that Airplane 2 had some prophetic stuff in it. I know that one film that keeps getting brought up, and I think Gary keeps bringing it up a lot, is the film Idiocracy. Apparently, there are a lot of things in the film Idiocracy that really like speak to the modern world and era that we're in. But uh, last I checked for Idiocracy, it was not yet ever available or released on Blu-ray. And I it it and I was it that it was out of print, or that it was just too expensive for me to ever want to actually buy it on on DVD. Let us see. Yeah, because it is available. Okay, so it's not too bad on DVD. So it's like five ninety nine for a DVD. But as you all know, I'm 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 a bit of a snob when it comes to uh, things like this. This film, I, I hear so many great things about it. There's clearly a, a passionate fan base for it, and yet there is a what is this? This looks like I guess a UK import of the film for about 10 bucks. No, this is, this is another one I'm looking for. Let's see. So there's one for 1299. So that's just a, that's just a regular one. I don't know why that's the case. And then there's the, I guess the original DVD release from 2007, which is uh, $6. So again, that's a very good deal. And, and I, and I want to get it. And then it says here there's a newer version. What's so new about the newer version? Maybe someone can do a little bit of research and tell me what the major differences are between the 2007 DVD release of Idiocracy and the the so-called updated version that's almost twice the price. I don't I don't quite understand what what the difference would be. Maybe someone will have that information. Uh, but I, I just, again, hear great things about it. I really just wish it was available on, on Blu-ray. As you all know, I'm, I'm very much a snob for Blu-ray. Um, anyway, Bruce, sorry, G-Man, G-Man, thank you for the $5. That's a super chat. 
He says, do you think normie audiences will understand why Miss Marvel is a brown-skinned girl now instead of a blonde, sour-faced woman? Well, keep this in mind that the normies only know of Captain Marvel. And I'm sure there will be some type of exposition that will explain her character, the motivations for her character... And the fact that it's a different character than the ones they've already seen. Again, from a normie perspective, they they know of Captain Marvel. They don't yet know really of Miss Marvel. You know, they they don't have as much knowledge of the comic characters and how those characters developed over time. So I, I would argue that they probably uh, will not have much difference or have as much issue because it's going to be very clear that this is a new character. Anyway, all righty, let us see. Do, 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 do. Geek Truth says, what brand of lights did you get for your room? I'm looking into getting some. Uh, I mean, there's tons of brands out there. I-, I always recommend going for some of the more name brand ones without going the Philips Hue route. The reason why to stay away from the Philips Hue route is because, um, to my knowledge, those are the ones that you have to have like a hub for. And so it's essentially, in my opinion, the best way for me to explain it is they come across as like the Apple of smart home technology where it's everything has to be integrated. Everything has to be of the actual hardware in order for it to work within the, uh, the system. The system might work really well for all I know. I'm not a heart. I'm not a, uh, smart home expert by any means. So when it comes to bulbs, the bulbs that I've used in the past, I've used uh, Wise. Uh, so Wise typically offers, uh, they have colored bulbs. They also have uh, some regular dimmable light bulbs as well, where you can at least change the color temperature a bit. You know, I have those in, in my bedroom, for instance. These are, uh, it's TP-Link. Uh, so the app you use is, is Casa. And it's a brand name is TP-Link. They do, do a ton of stuff, but they also do smart bulbs. So these are TP-Link bulbs, and they are uh, the color variations of them. So, you know, once you get them set up, they they work pretty well. Um, but obviously, uh, do your own research and see what's going to work best for you. Everyone might be a little bit different. Everyone's a little bit different. All right, let's see. Rob D on YouTube tagged, when theaters do special events for old movies, trailer previews should be movies that were coming out at the time, like you're back in that year. Die Hard re-releases having Batman 89 promo. That would be awesome, dude. And yeah, as I said, these I've said this in previous videos. It's it's this kind of stuff that the theaters are gonna need to actually start to consider and take seriously if they are going to want to either bring people back to the theater or hold them there. Because at this rate, people have become so used to being able to get access to videos, access to movies really quickly, either by sailing the high seas or by getting access instantly via streaming platform and streaming services. And so therefore, they need to have, they need to have some type of, and I hate to say gimmick, but some type of gimmick or at the very least some type of incentive 
for you to actually want to actually go out to the physical theater. Whether that is offering things like the reclining seats or the ability to order food from your seat and have it delivered to your seat, whether it is the wide variety, the plethora of other things that have been offered before. That is what they have to figure out. To me, I, I think that actually would would make quite a, a bit of sense. It would actually make quite a bit of sense for them to do this, to be able to not just have the classic films being shown, but also the classic marketing. I think that that would kind of raise it up a little bit, make it much more of an experience, because as some of you might connect with I'm that person where if I if I miss the trailers I feel like I've missed part of the movie at least that's how I used to feel that that's what used to go through my brain whenever I'd go to theater I'd go to theater all the time when I was younger especially all the time would always have to be there to see the trailers I feel like you could capture some of that magic again if for older films you had something similar to what you had just mentioned Book of Soul Assassin, which will come first, Top Gun or George R. R. Martin's next book? I'm pretty sure even, even a risky bet, even a risky person, you know, someone who's willing to take the risky bet, would put still put the money on Top Gun. Because it's just, I don't think the George R. R. Martin book's coming out anytime soon. And it's laughable. I, I love how much of a joke that, that has ever, that, that, how much of a joke that has become. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. All right. Rosie, who's one of our members, says, Have you seen Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Sidney Poitier, Spencer Tracy, Catherine Hepburn? If not, I will send it to you. I have not actually seen it. I have heard of it, of course. I've seen clips from it, uh, but have not actually seen it. And uh, by the way, shout out to Rosie for always being so incredibly... Um, <laughs> So we're always just being so incredibly amazing, you know, so incredibly amazing in, in helping, uh, helping me watch films that I've never seen before. Seriously. Uh, by the way, Stephanie B, thank you for, for catching, uh, what seems to be a troll. I don't know exactly what the heck the troll was doing in the first place because it, it didn't make any sense to me whatsoever what was being said, but I appreciate it, Stephanie B, for being on top of that. All right, Leap of Faith. Great meatloaf film. Is that the one with uh, Steve Martin? Am I thinking of a different film? Jeremy Sikowski, tagged to say, I see the MonsterVerse is getting TV for Apple TV+. I hope they fix human story. It really needs to be addressed. Wait, so are you trying to say that the next Godzilla film is going to be on Apple TV+, or... Something else. Or, or do you mean like an actual TV series based in the MonsterVerse is getting it? It's a very key uh, differentiation there. Awesome One says, Are thou a survivor of the FNT pizza quiz? Um, I, I am the only survivor of anything ever. <laughs> All right. Brightburn says here, the idea of Willem Dafoe pitched for Todd Phillips' Joker 2 is very interesting. The idea of another nutcase going around and calling himself the Joker and two Jokers fighting each other. Yeah, again, that sounds awesome to me, but I would also just like to have an actual Willem Dafoe Joker film. Uh, I think that there's a great way to do it. You know, there's the whole concept with Flashpoint 
as a film coming out, and I don't have a lot of high hopes for it. But hey, you've got Michael Keaton in that. Wouldn't it be awesome to have Michael Keaton in maybe one last hurrah as uh, as the actual like as Batman in his own Batman film with his Joker being an older Joker played by Willem Dafoe, and it's in this last battle he gets injured, he has to retire, and then boom, you set up for a Batman Beyond storyline. Now again, this is pitching something. That, that could be cool, that could be well done, but then you remember, now, now wait a minute, now, now hold on a second, this is 2022 and this is modern Hollywood, do I really want to see how they possibly mess that up? Probably not. Probably not. Alright, back over to Odyssey where things are just hyped over there. What is going on, Odyssey fam? Damn, Mr. Womack says, Toho bought the rights called it Zilla, and killed it in less than 30 seconds. Huh. And then says, Punisher Steelbook looks great. Have to give me one. Yeah, it does indeed look great. Radicalized Ryan sending another $5 (laughs) hyper chat donation. Damn. Radicalized Ryan is just dropping them bombs over there. Thank you so very much, man. Really does mean a lot. This one looks like some type of Odyssey uh, token image, but thank you. For that, appreciate the R over there as well. He then says, "Sorry for being late. Had to rewatch your regional football, your regional NFL." He says, "Hope that you enjoyed it." And radicalized Ryan then came back to drop a twenty-five dollar hyper chat donation. Damn, son, twenty-five dollar hyper chat donation from radicalized Ryan. Radicalized Ryan. I don't know what's in the water. Over there on Odyssey today, but you are just rocking things. Thank you so very much. And that one looks like an image of a one of the library tokens. So one of the uh, it's a cryptocurrency that they use over with Odyssey. Is it's all based off of uh, the library infrastructure. Uh, and it looks like that's also being shot to the moon. So thank you for the twenty five dollar donation, man. Thank you. It's awesome. All right, visit Womack. As on Laserdisc are nice items to collect, hard to find here at least. Great to look at. Yeah, I know that there is and are a lot of um, a lot of people that are physical media collectors that go that far. For me, my physical media collecting comes to Blu-rays, 4Ks, out of print stuff. So if that would be a DVD, if it's only at a DVD, I would absolutely. Uh, be willing to have that because it's the only version available. And especially for more controversial stuff, it, it's likely the only, it's going to be likely the only edition of the, of the film or series that is ever put out there. Um, but yeah, Laserdisc uh, is, is very much something that I've heard a lot of really great things about. And then of course there's, there's tape as well. All right. There were some back and forth conversations going on there. Visit Womack says, back in the days when I still went to the theater, there was an indie theater that had Classic Tuesday, and that was awesome to watch old movies on the big screen. That is awesome. Yeah, back in New Orleans, if you're ever in the city of New Orleans, the one theater that I could say is usually a good time. Now, hopefully not a lot has changed since I've left, but it usually was a pretty good time. It's an old school single screen theater called the Britannia. And the Britannia will play various new releases, but it'll also have a lot of classic films as well. What I love about it, though, is in the very beginning, before the movie starts, it has the old school 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. And it just makes you feel like you're back in time. It's pretty great. Radicalized Ryan, hail to you. Visit one says, it's not water. Odin, hint, hint. Oh, is it now? Is it now? Okay. <laughs> Someone's under the influence of something. Radicalized Ryan, thank you for the for the love and support, man. I really, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot. All right. Back over to the YouTube side of things. We got Luca with some time ago. I tried to rewatch Godzilla 98. I don't know why I did that to myself, but I stopped after 15 minutes because it was unbearably bad. Yeah, because it's not Godzilla in any way. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I see that. Uh, <laughs> Tom, so whenever I talk physical media, Tom, who I love, by the way, Tom Midnight's Edge After Dark, go subscribe to him. He always comes in, and then he'll he'll throw some, like, I I read them as this. I, I don't know if he means them like this, but this is how I read them. Some, like, passive-aggressive style comments where he'll be like, oh, it's the same disc as before. And it's like, bruh, all I'm saying is that it's the first time that you can get this film on 4K Steelbook. I didn't say it was the first time it's ever been transferred to 4K before. And if I ever do say something to that effect, I say, I don't know, maybe it is. But he always has to come in and say, well, technically you can get it before. It's like, yeah, but did it look like this? I don't think so. Case closed. Case closed, good sir. Ms. Martin Muses, how's it going? How's it going, Ms. Martin Muses? Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Master of Gaming. Meatloaf was in Blood Rain by Uwebol. <laughs> ah, yes. A, a person whose movies I do the very best that I can to avoid. Yes, Victor Fontaine. It is a, a cheap steelbook. Uh, yes, $20 4K steelbook is cheap. Definitely. Uh, Geek Truth. The best thing about the slips for the steelbooks is is that it removes the J card, which ends up in the trash with the cover. You still have the credits on the back. Boom, Geek Truth, thank you. Yes, totally agree. And for those where that didn't make any sense, so normally when these steelbooks come out, there's a little plastic or a little cardboard cover that's like on top of it. So it'll usually have at the, the very top up here, it'll have like 4K steelbook. And on the back, it'll have all of the technical specs and technical information and all that kind of stuff, right? Um. And so this, because it's got the uh, the little layer on top, it can have all of those same technical specs and information and all that cool stuff there. But it also is practical, right? One, it's cool because it adds the color shift, which just, again, looks awesome. To me, my favorite so far has been the one they did for Ron. Ron just looks phenomenal. If you've never seen the Steelbook for Ron, I think that there might be some still available, maybe not online, but at the very least, maybe in stores. If you've never gotten that one, it's Akira Kurosawa. It's phenomenal. It's a 4K transfer. The transfer looks great. The Steelbook is even better, and it's got one of the coolest transitions uh, as far as the, the physical thing. So again, you have this. It's practical because it keeps all the information on it. It's practical because it's a protective layer for your Steelbook, and uh, I think any and all studios if they're going to be taken seriously by physical media types, should offer that as a default for any and all steelbooks in the future. Forever Sci-Fi thinks that looks great. Indeed, I think it does. G-Man, 
comes in to say, I always throw my Blu-ray cases away and store the discs in an old CD binder. Glad you like the sleeves, though. Dude, G-Man, you just broke my heart. I mean, I understand about uh, being angry when you don't have the sleeves and everything, but oh my goodness, you throw away the cases. That breaks my heart. If that means you, if that means you throw away slipcovers, bro. Think back on some of the slipcovers you've thrown away. There's a chance you threw away one that might be worth a lot of money. You can make a lot. Slipcovers become very rare very quickly, and they become worth a lot of money. It's a collector's item, man. It's a collector's item, brah. Come on now. Rob D. If MCU ever gets an R-rated film, it needs to be either Punisher or Blade. Yeah, those would make the most sense. Mark Lissath, the producers of the Beatles movie yesterday are getting sued because they cut Anna de, uh, de Armas out of the movie but left her in the trailer, so they are saying false advertising. Ooh, interesting. I think that there could be a case there. I would definitely want to ask why they would put her in the trailer and then not have her at all in the movie. I know sometimes people get cut, but I don't know. That seems like an odd choice. Forever Sci-Fi says the V for Vendetta is wrong. It should be V on the cover. I mean, V. If you mean for the case, it's got the V there. See, it's got the V there, and it's the door, right? It's the cell door to where he was, uh, to where he was held up. Or I guess you just mean the fact that Natalie Portman is on the cover, and it's like, well, I mean, keep in mind, the Blu-rays and DVDs they have alternate color uh, covers, etc. Um, so yeah, I can understand again why people might get frustrated by that. But at the end of the day, hey. This thing is all is all about V. And the movie is still the movie. It's okay. We'll get through this. Legit 36, what's going on? There is an as uh, there is an Asgardian Discord. If you click on the top link, if you put on the top link in the description, it'll bring you to my channel links and you'll have a link to my Discord. You can find that link and join. And I ask that when you join, please choose a name that's similar to the one you use on YouTube because then I can have an idea of who you are. And if you are a member anywhere, it helps me put you in the uh, correct correct place. Forever Sci-Fi, uh, who's a member, says, was all that mentioned in the movie? I don't recall those things being mentioned. I need context. I need context. If you mean for V for Vendetta, yes. Um, those are definitely things mentioned. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, which is one of the reasons why I got it. Cause I was like, I really want to see this again, just see how much similarities there are. But, uh, yeah, I think that some of it might be revealed through, you know, as like sometimes in the beginning of the films, they've got like the TV screens going on and the reports and stuff. So maybe, maybe that's how it got revealed and that's why it could have gotten lost. Dark shadow Logan. What's going on? Thanks for being here. People saying I'm, I'm Odin of Oz. Yeah, I guess that's that could be right. Uh, was that Dadman Walking 55 I saw? Hail to you. Uh, we are getting close to the end, and I, I think I might want to try and end a little earlier tonight. Uh, it's been a long, long day. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned in the very beginning. Uh, here in Chattanooga, we actually had our first ever March for Life. Uh, obviously, there are a ton of people, probably hundreds of thousands of people in, in D.C., 
obviously that number could be impacted because of all the restrictions and everything. But every year uh, on the commemoration of the terrible Supreme Supreme Court decision, Roe v. Wade, and the later decision in the 90s of of uh, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, um, uh, it was allowed for the destruction of innocent human lives. And so it was really awesome today. It was the first year that Chattanooga has ever done one themselves. We had a pretty awesome turnout. Um, I don't know the exact number we had, but I would say probably over a thousand people, which is not a whole lot. But for a first year, um, I, I think that it, it actually ended up turning out pretty well. And um, but because of that, I, I'm just I'm exhausted. I'm just so so exhausted. So ton of stuff going on today. Um, so we'll try and get through as much as we can. Uh, but if any comments get skipped, that might be why. So the says, "Airplane Two is set in the future like Idiocracy, free on YouTube, which sucks." Uh, <laughs> I love Will Shatner at the end. Pointless nudity shot in the beginning, though. Ah, yeah, you know how I feel about that. But if it's brief, then I probably would get through it pretty quickly. So let's see here. Radicalized Ryan peeing on YouTube. Always a great thing to see. Uh, the Right News says, what is your opinion on the Money Python classics, Life of Brian and Holy Grail? Holy Grail is my jam. Holy Grail is uh, part of the blood that that pumps through my veins. I, I love quoting that film constantly. I probably quote that film at least once a week. There's just so many great things in that. It's only a model. Shh. <laughs> There's also so many like subtle things that some people find funny and some people don't. You know, I fought in your general direction. Uh, yeah. I think I probably say the in the big sharp pointy teeth. So many great things. So Monty Python, Holy Grail, fantastic. Life of Brian is also great. I think Life of Brian is actually so much smarter. It's like probably the smartest comedy film that they ever did. And so it's one I've only seen a few times, but every time I watch it, I'm like, oh man, this thing has a lot more going for it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Apparently it's free on Odyssey as well. I'm assuming that is Airplane 2. Yeah, I haven't actually looked in to see that kind of stuff that might be offered for free on places like Odyssey, etc. You know me though. I'd like to to watch it as a... in the highest quality possible. I want to say I might own it or it might be accessible through one of the services that I have. I think Amazon might have it available, actually. All right. Legit36 tagged say, do you think the upcoming Batman looks good? And what are your thoughts on the two hour 47 runtime uh, without credits? I don't care about runtimes, to be perfectly honest. If, if, if the if the movie is good, the runtime is irrelevant. I think I mentioned this before where let's say for instance, I'm watching something like gone with the wind or I'm watching something. uh, Oh, me and John Flickinger talked about this the other day. We we were asked a question actually about runtime and gone with the wind came up and there were a couple others. And essentially for me, if a movie is good, and is so good that I don't feel the runtime, that is, to me, the sign of an excellent film. So, runtime means very little to me as long as the film is good. If the film is not good, runtime can mean a lot of things. <laughs> runtime run can mean everything uh, in a lot of ways, too. As far as the Batman and whether or not it's going to be good or not, it's coming out beginning of March. I believe March 4th is, is the release date. Um, 
And I've got mixed feelings about it. Uh, there are some trailers that have made it seem interesting and intriguing. There's other trailers that have made me go, ugh. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see exactly what you know what comes of it. I'm definitely open to and willing and wanting to go see it. Uh, I think my biggest concern is, you all know, I'm a big fan of Paul freaking Dano, who is set to play Riddler in the film. Seeing his costume release, I just... I'm not even a comic scholar. I'm not even a comic fanatic. But even I'm like, I'm sorry, that is not Riddler. That That's just not Riddler. And I understand you can take some form of creativity, some some form of artistic license. But it's like, no, that that's not even close. You know? So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that one. The jury's still out on that one, I think. Master of Gaming, I love to give you Max Steelbook Blu-ray so you can review it. Also, the director of Max Steel is directing a series of Snapchat called Breakwater. Interesting. Well, hey, I, I have a P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 4432, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I gladly uh, accept gifts, gag gifts. Um, I've got <laughs> gummy pizzas galore. <laughs> because of uh, I think Jason Williams <laughs> has given me so many of those, and then there's also some pretty pretty cool gifts that are I guess part gag gift but also part pretty cool. I think Jason Williams may have sent me this as well. I forgot who exactly it was, but um, this old school pizza Pizza Hut glove. I thought that was actually a really really cool gift that was sent. So yeah, uh, movies being sent, gag gifts, that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of chocolate. By the way, shout out to Laura, the modern major general, because uh, wife and I love the chocolate y'all sent. Luca, glad that your uh, internet's back. All right. Geek Truth. I don't think there's a difference in the Idiocracy DVD release. I have two. Only difference is the box color. The original was yellow and the other was blue. No Blu-ray release. Okay, yeah, I knew about the no Blu-ray release, but yeah, knowing there's no difference in the actual film or the quality of the film, maybe I'll have to do a deeper dive on that to see if there's a maybe like a higher bit rate or something. I doubt it because DVD can only ever hold so much. Ah, it just kills me. It kills me that it's it's only available on on DVD. Um, I don't think it's available to stream for free anywhere either. So, hey, you know what? Six dollars. I can I can spend six dollars so i'll double check to make sure there's no difference and then probably get that because it's definitely one that i would like to watch at some point because people keep referencing it people keep referencing it yeah the person that was uh put in time out by you uh steph because obviously all the things stay very clear here but the issue is that everything doesn't make any sense whatsoever because it's like basically it, it's it, it came across as stream of consciousness. And then when you're actually looking at the individual words, none of it makes any any darn sense. So good call on you for uh, putting that person into into timeout. That's why Laura. Is, sorry, that's why Steph, my Valkyrie, my general is is phenomenal. Harwick says, are you looking forward to George Molo's Boba Fett fan film? I actually haven't heard that much about it. As, as you all know, I always admit I, I don't get to watch a whole lot of other content from other creators in the community a whole lot because I am already busy with my own job. Uh, not this, my, my actual real life job. Uh, also busy with uh, family life. And then the time that I do have, I typically dedicate it to um, other shows. And I have a, a handful of shows that I'm able to actually to watch. 
So I always give them my full love and support. But hey, uh, fan films are always pretty cool. So definitely would be willing to to watch it when I have time. Forever Sci-Fi uh, says here, the moment you realize that Hotel Transylvania was a better and more successful MonsterVerse. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. Let's see. Bruce is excited. Says, yes, it would have driven me nuts if I had ever missed the trailers. Yeah, I was the same way. I wasn't to the point. There were some people where they were like, if I miss the trailers, I can't see the film. I was never that extreme, but I was definitely the person where I would always feel bad and I would get anxiety and I would like freak out and try and rush because I was like, I got to see the trailers because that was also during a time, again, we're talking, you know, 10, 15 years ago where there were at least some good movies that were worth. And that was also the, the primary way. Again, a lot of that stuff, especially, you know, over, you know, 15 years ago, back, back when I was in high school, even before high school, that was the best way to find out what was coming out. Sure, you had the internet. Sure, you had internet forums. I never really got into that, though. So the way I found out what was coming out were from the standees, from the uh, the posters, from the cutouts, right, the, the cardboard cutouts at the movie theater, and then from the trailers themselves, um, and, and primarily from the trailers. Let's see, Bruce here says, I like Godzilla 98, I just don't think of it as a Godzilla film. Yeah, and I think that is the distinction. Um, you know, we always say, like what you like, you might you might get some criticism, you, you might get made fun of, but hey, like what you like. You know, it's, if it's, it's your opinion, and no one can take that from you. Um, but yeah, I think that you, that's the only way you can really get away with that one, right? It's like, as long as you are willing to admit it's not a Godzilla film, because it's not a Godzilla film... Uh, then I th- I can see why someone could still have some fun with it because it to me it does have that bit of like you know late '90s early 2000s uh, styling to it which can be entertaining at least but yeah definitely not Godzilla at least. Forever Sci-Fi's Uibol started a worse trend with his movies with boxing against critics by beating up a nerd in the ring. What? <laughs> oh man. Bruce says, I always cut those cardboard info cards to fit inside the cases. I do not throw them. At- oh, man, that's that's a good shout. Yeah, so I throw them away. However, I, I, have, the, I have a similar mindset to you of not wanting to just get rid of them completely. I uh, What I would do is I would always take a picture. So that way I always have that information uh, available and then obviously back that up, etc. But yeah. Um. I, I just become such a pack rat. I was like, there's no way I can keep it and, and keep things clean and organized because I'm already poorly organized. Bruce says, I'm just talking about the one the ones they normal normally add with that very sticky rubber bits, not complete slip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, So, yeah, I knew exactly which one you were talking about. Yeah, complete slip. There's no reason to cut anything because it's going to be covering your um, your stuff. Uh, I bought up Aristocats, Peter Pan, Fantasia 2000 on Blu-ray and, Ter- and Treasure Planet and Eddie Murphy Raw on DVD uh, for about $15 Goodwill yesterday. Nice. Yeah, sometimes you can find some really great deals on, on uh, at Goodwill. There's also some uh, other sites, like I think Bull Moose is one where you can get some good deals online. Uh, John Flickinger just got a, a crap ton of 4Ks for, for almost nothing. There's one place near me that sells used books and Blu-rays and such, and I have not gone there in months. Uh, I need to find free time to, to, to stop by because they, they have some good stuff. And um, it was actually Tug. Shout out to Tugs because she uh, inspired me to actually want to look in these sections where she got a huge haul of like OG uh, Star Wars EU novels. 
And I'm like, that is something I would actually really like to be able to, to try and look for. So um, hopefully I can get to that soon. See, Bruce says V for Vendetta is feeling very 22 to me. Yeah, 2020 to 2020 and beyond, really. I mean, when you think about it, it's, it's kind of crazy how some of these films and shows just get so spot on. Your ice cream one day is just going to come out of the freezer and cut you off midstream, says Rodney. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't have any ice cream this time around, unfortunately, but I do got me some chips and white chocolate chip cookies, and I'm going to have a nice glass of, of chocolate milk. So. Ooh, yes, that is calling my name. Uh, Brian Barth, I saw Tragedy Macbeth, intriguing film. You should see it. Yeah, I know uh, Lore, the modern major general, uh, has some fond things to say. I have Apple TV because my wife has a free trial because she, when she got her iPad months ago, it came with it. So that is definitely on my radar of things to see. Uh, as you all know, Denzel is is awesome. And so I'm definitely interested to see his take on it because even though I'm not the biggest fan of Shakespeare, there are some really cool uh, adaptations that can be made. Input latency. What's going on, bruv? Just got here. Hail friends. Today's a good day. Well, hey, glad you're having a good one. And by the way, as we get close to the end, uh, check me out over on Gab. Uh, I'm starting to try and upload videos over to Gab as well. Uh, trying not to interrupt my workflow too much, uh, but uh, so far I've had success. So uh, if you're on Gab as well, if you like free speech, place to hang out, you can DM me over there too. Just like you know, Twitter DMs, you get DMs over there. Uh, yeah, looks like fun. Uh, Slicer says, what about movie Jabberwocky stars on Monty Python and is very similar to Holy Grail? And I've never seen Jabberwocky. I remember the, the story of the Jabberwocky, but that's about it. Some people who complain about a movie's runtime will also watch a Netflix show, uh, in one seating. Yeah. Forever sci-fi. Thank you. Yes. And I will say that I, I will say this much. I will say this much forever sci-fi. Um, by the way, 70B says, no more social media for me. I don't believe you because you still do Instagram and that's still social media. Boom. Boom. Lawyered. <laughs> Just kidding. Much love, Stephanie B. Um, but no, Forever Sci-Fi. My wife will at the very least admit this. And uh, she even is very self-deprecating against herself because uh, there was a good post about this like on Instagram. Like She always sends me random Instagram things because she's big in Instagram. And one of them was like, hey, want to watch a movie? And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to dedicate that much time. And then the follow-up was, hey, do you want to watch this new series? You know, binge watch this new series? That's like, yes. Uh, and yeah, it just drives me nuts too. It's like, really? You watch six hours in a row of this show, but you can't watch an hour and a half, two-hour movie? Okay. Evan asks, what's going on, man? Better late than never, as they always say. But we are wrapping things up here as I am far beyond time tonight. Hardwick says, George Molo's fan film called Boba Fett Alpha. He found a professional Hollywood screenwriter to write the script and says the movie will take place 24 months or less to make. That's pretty uh, pretty quick runtime and very exciting stuff. And yes, that is true for every sci-fi. Trolls get sent to Helheim by the Valks. This, this is a true statement. All right, Gojira, Gojira, Gojira. I do need to end things, so I'm going to try and read any last minute. Jacob Ironside, what is going on? Woof. You never like my Instagram post, says Stephanie B. I try and like them when I can. I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I'm barely on Instagram. And to be fair to you, Stephanie B., I don't feel like you, you, uh, you post too much on Instagram either. So it's not like there's like a ton of things that I'm like always seeing in my feed to, uh, to like, but, 
Uh, much love to you, Stephanie B. But hey, that's an inst- that 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 is a social media site. Um, I would actually say Stephanie B. Maybe maybe check out Gab. Maybe give it a shot. You don't have to. But awesome one says Merry Christmas. There's no red up in here. Don't you pull that Christmas on me, everybody. Uh, but anyway, thank you all on YouTube very much for your love and support. I will check out over on Honesty just to see any last minute things going on. Um, oh man. Oh man, uh, we got us another radicalized Ryan five dollar hyper chat. What's going on, bro? Radicalized Ryan going crazy, going crazy over on Odyssey. Thank you for the five dollar <laughs> hyper chat. We also got the R over on Odyssey as well. It says thanks for the ad on the Gab group. Well, no problem at all. Thank you for the five dollar hyper chat as well. The R. Yeah, if you uh, join on Gab and uh, and you follow me over there. I do have a Welcome to Asgard group set up there. And so if you ask to join, it is one where it's public, but it's also one where not just any random person can come in. So there's at least some protection there, I think. Um, And I just go through and then click, you know, accept on all of them. Don't really know exactly what we can do with those over there yet. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a nice, really cool place to, you know, for the community to be, you know, the Asgardian community to be, to post memes and questions and stuff like that. So, hey, could be a lot of fun. It's not the best social media site in the world. It still needs a lot of polish to it. But, hey, it's a free speech platform. And, hey, I think it works pretty well um and i think it's a pretty good alternative to to what we got and of course the discord server is i think still probably the best place to be visible max says george only recently started or announced it yeah i figured visible mac about star wars novel says my brother dumped a whole uh, a whole ikea bag those big blue ones full of star wars at my place nice dude very jealous the R says, saw Daughter of the Wolf. Gina's acting is not great, but love the movie. Yeah, um, I, I remember seeing the poster for that, and the poster looked also kind of like, eh. And then, uh, so I, I totally agree. But yeah, I, I've seen a couple of the other films that she's done, and I, I think they're fun. I think they're great. Um, and I, I really honestly cannot wait to see what Gina does with The Daily Wire. By the way, shout out to Geeks and Gamers. Huge shout out to the Geeks and Gamers fam uh, for being featured on The Daily Wire. If you've not seen that yet, check out the Daily Wire, the actual Daily Wire channel, 2.4 plus million subscribers. Jeremy and Ryan are in a video featured on the Daily Wire. It's awesome. By the way, Old Guard, thank you for being a member for three months in a row at the Army of Asgard level. I saw this message. It didn't pop up in the chat, though, which is why I didn't read it. But he says, is there a film from your childhood that you love but cannot find and wished was released on Blu-ray? Um... Man, oh man. Well, I already mentioned about Idiocracy, but that's obviously not really one from my my childhood per se. Um, I honestly can't think of one off the top of my head. I'll have to try and come up with one. Um, And I'm sure that you all have uh, examples that would probably be a lot better than mine. Uh, But anyway... Uh, Forever Sci-Fi, I was radicalized by Az. Now I have over $1,000 worth of action figures. <laughs> Book of Soul Assassin. Check out pawn shops near military bases, uh, books and films. People get deployed and, da- and, and download stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Thanks for the shout, man. Appreciate that. Anyway, thank you all very much for, for being here today. It really does uh, mean a lot. Uh, we, we had some consistent people, some consistent numbers all throughout. So seriously, thank you for the bottom of my heart for, for being awesome. Huge shout out to Stephanie B for modding solo tonight. Always much love to Stephanie B. I always like to poke fun, but it's all meant in good fun. It's all meant out of love. And also thank you to all the jokes about the green background. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun with that as we continue to go through. Uh, playing around with this new bit of tech. And also, huge shout-out once again to uh, everyone over on Odyssey and Radicalized Ryan, dude. 
seriously, like, uh, thanks for <laughs> probably the probably the biggest monetary night I've had uh, ever in in Odyssey history. So thank you, man, for for that. I really do appreciate it. Also, it's cool because Odyssey as a platform is one where they do care about content creators. They do uh, everything they can to try and make it the best experience. They're, obviously, they're still working on a lot of things. They are not giant corporations, which is why they are a little bit slower to add on things. But I will say one thing. They care about content creators because, for those that don't know, um, the way Odyssey works is that basically within a day or two, any donations that you give to content creators on that platform, they get it within a day or two. Whereas with YouTube, YouTube takes 30%, and then they have to wait a month, and then they get what's left. (laughs) So it's like, if you really care about content creators and you know any content creators that you really love and want to support, and they happen to be over on Odyssey, or that they have like a Streamlabs link or a PayPal link. Again, uh, those are all ways in order to support uh, those those people. And it actually reminds me, uh, before I do head out officially, I do have one more person to shout out. Um, I was going to shout them out at another point, but uh, they did not leave a, a way to contact them. So I, I was not able to actually... Uh, was not able to to actually reach out to them. But as I was just saying that about supporting content creators, I was reminded that this person uh, had uh, sent me something. So this is from Colin who sent a $20 donation via PayPal link. And he says here, Hey man, regular listener on Friday night tights and Mahler and a few others. But how do I summarize ex military now and cap that lives right down the road from you love to talk about all of this one day, but just wanted to ask you why you think people are going to Texas and Florida with no thought of Tennessee with all of the beauty and freedom here. Also appreciate the teaching. We need to get the children out of public schools. I'll shut up now. Best of luck. Well, again, Colin, thank you very much for that, man. I really do uh, appreciate that. I really do appreciate the love, man. And yeah, um, I I think that you are actually seeing a lot of people moving to Tennessee more than you would think. It's not talked about in the news as much, but it's still happening. There are a lot of people moving to Tennessee. Daily Wire is a great example, right? Pretty big uh, alt media company, uh, becoming a major media company in a lot of ways moved to Nashville, moved to Tennessee. There's a lot of other people moving here as well. So I would say that it is actually a lot bigger and and, and is not it's not as big as Florida or Texas as far as that's concerned. My guess would be probably with weather, weather, uh, with taxes, the fact that even though the, the governor of Tennessee is awesome, you know, Ron DeSantis is just rocking it down there. Um, so, and also probably also because of the media too, right? The media typically talks about Texas and, and typically talks about uh, Florida so so very much and obviously I think that there are some great things going on in those states there's obviously a lot of great people from those states Stephanie B is a great citizen of of the state of Texas um, and uh, yeah I, I think that it is something where a lot more people than we think are actually coming over and um, but I will say this much if if you have values that are not the same as those of here of Tennessee or the least similar in certain ways specifically of freedom then you can uh, stay away. Anyway, thank you all very much for being here. It really does mean a lot to have everyone always be so supportive. A huge shout out to Jonathan and also to Jaimeer Ari Heimason for being the newer members over on Patreon. You guys are all amazing, beautiful, amazing people and human beings. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend, a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my January Patreon subscribe star and Locals members. Starting first off with Locals, shout out to Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Bifford the Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on the Locals platform. Also a shout out to my subscribe star people, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson once again, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B., Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, slash the new number two, J-Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on the Subscribe Star uh, platform. And lastly, to my Patreon supporters, my uh, 30 Patreon supporters over there, Animation Commentator Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Her- uh, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, uh, Gomer Kyle, 79, Lance, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan, and of course, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Thank you all so very much for your love and for your support. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and at the end of every video, please make sure that you support me over on Patreon, Subscribe Star, or on Locals. Also, you get a ton of other goodies if you support at the Army of Asgard level and above. Starting at the Army of Asgard level, you get access to various giveaways that I do during the month, including various 4K titles. Uh, many of them 4K Steelbook titles, and so if you want access to that, check out the Army of Asgard level on those platforms specifically. You also get access, once you are a Keeper of the Bifrost level member, to that, plus a podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where you actually get to ask us questions, and also, of course, get access to that, and the library of previous podcast episodes. We're up to about... 33 episodes now that we have uh, been able to do. I think most of those episodes now at this point we've actually done it together, which has been a lot of fun. And of course, you can join at the Chosen of Valhalla live stream. Chosen of Valhalla? Chosen of Valhalla live stream level where you get access to not only all of those things, but also you get access to be featured on the channel once a month during the Chosen of Valhalla live stream with the other Chosen members, which is always a lot of fun. Also, during your first month, you get a free t-shirt sent anywhere in the world. You just let me know your let me know the t-shirt that you want from the store over on Teespring or on Public, whichever you prefer, and I will gladly send that out to you if you're at that level. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, God bless.